right, we are recording in Audacity here. I've got my footnotes up. Let's see what we got here. All right, Coker, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. all you mutant goons from beyond it's that time again it's that new year 2022 will it be more of the same as the last two years we don't know uh, and quite frankly who gives a fuck you know what i mean <laughs> anyway this is this is james j coker here say hey mr coke and doug wah with slasher smoke break yes if you cannot tell we did take a huge huge hit um i actually uh, upped the dose as uh you know el duce with my new pipe I got uh, for Christmas, it's really nice. Uh, yeah, well, as El Duce will say, uh, you know, uh, up the dose and uh, three fists for a fuck. So, yeah. All right, dude, so this is Slasher Smoke Break here. We got uh, something new lined up for you in the January years. Uh, Jake and A did another episode, and now uh, Mr. Coke and Doug will be doing ours here. Yep. And it's kind of non-conventional here. This is uh, this is an episode that we kind of free-balled on. Oh, uh, yeah. But we... I feel like free-balling while stoned could be a... Uh... Hey, it's the end of the year. It's the party episode. Fuck it. Fuck it, man. It's it's the party episode. We're going to bring, like, three big topics for this episode, guys. But we're going to go off the rails with every single one of them. So if you just want to hear two stoners ramble, all right. Happy New Year's, everybody. Let's get started. Okay. Well, yes. Happy New Year's to all you guys out there. Hope Hopefully everyone uh, binged and drive successfully here. Uh, if if not, uh, they're probably dead in a car accident somewhere. You know, so be safe and don't drink and drive. So thank you for all of you who are still alive. There you go. See, I can rhyme like the leprechaun. That was amazing, man. <laughs> thank you. That's what I call freeballing it. That that you was know? some damn good freeballing. Well, before things get more homoerotic. Yeah, you feeling the homoeroticism? Yes, a little here? bit. You know, Tony yeah. Scott's directing and shit. You know. Yeah, it's gonna have the uh, what, what what's that guy that did uh, nipple Batman? Oh, Joel Schumacher. Who uh, you want you want you want our bromantic movie to be a Joel Schumacher movie over a Tony Scott movie? Okay, I'm down for that. Okay. A lot of focus on nipple and ass, you know. Nipple and ass. Play nipple that. and ass. So. Uh, nipple and ass play. That's the best. Yeah, well, you know. There you go. I I okay. I really like Batman Forever. I watched it stoned last year, and I I really appreciate it a lot more. But is Batman Forever the one with the uh, is the Ice Age? No, no, that's Batman and Robin. That's a different one. Uh, same difference. Anyway, guys, the subject, the first subject of this slasher smoke break is shit that scared the ever living shit out of us as kids. Now, we can talk about movie monsters, we can talk about uh, video game monsters, we can talk about characters and non-horror movies that scared the shit out of us. I can talk about an old arcade game that scared the ever-fuck out of me. But just shit that scared the hell out of us as kids, or as the popular in podcast terms, kinder trauma. So, Doug, I would like to ask you, what was a video game that scared the shit out of you as a kid? Yeah, so that's a weird one because I had – it's weird. I had one when I was a kid and one was when I was a teenager, but I didn't know I was really scared of it until I kept having nightmares about it. Okay, what was the game, man? Well, the one when I was a teenager, that was a PS2 game, uh, Manhunt. So the first Manhunt. Really? N- yeah, and you know most of that that game is pretty much known as um, you know for for its murder and and uh, violence in there, but it wasn't. It's very symbolic of two thousands horror. That sort of gritty, brutal, vicious brutality. But see, it wasn't that stuff that got to me. Like I, I was playing the game. I remember I played on the PS2 at night in the basement, and uh, what stuck to me was the atmosphere of it. Really? Like uh, it has a very weird, like kind of like urban, sinister soundtrack. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole movie is about a guy that's trying to make snuff movies, yeah. and he's got a, he, it's it's stealth based. But um, the atmosphere of it, like there's these uh, just like these really racist redneck in the trailer uh, level and i remember that and i kept having nightmares about it like i was like man i'm having nightmares with these like very scary like rednecks taking a shit in a trailer so doug is that why that nightmare and your love of the original texas chainsaw massacre is why you're so much into redneck backwoods horror yeah yeah i am uh, uh, granted these weren't like backwoods rednecks they're like uh what are those the, pr- the pr- i was gonna say the proud boys but we'd be alienating some <laughs> Hold uh, up, we're, you know, we're gonna be called Bugman. Bugman. Oh, we've been called Bugman. And you know what I realized? Bugman is Bugman is like those guys that carry those uh, man purses and walk into an apple saying, "I need my iPhone 11." Fuck off. No, they're up to 15 now, aren't they? 
Okay. So so if we're Bugman, we'll be Bugman better than being a racist yes, anyway. Yes. So that's that's a childhood video game scare of yours. Yeah, that, that that gave me nightmares. And then when I was a kid, you may have known this, but I, I a lot of people on Reddit say the same thing. Resident Evil Three, mm-hmm. and I gotta say that be like when you first meet Nemesis and you're hiding in the save area, mm-hmm. and the music changes. Like when you first like anytime Nemesis is chasing you in the, in the PS One game, yeah. it was nightmare inducing, and we were all terrified of Nemesis. Oh wow, man! My first video game scary memory as a kid was playing the Friday the 13th video game for the NES as a kid. And, like, I would be walking around going, and then as soon as Jason would pop up and do that, I would jump and go like, you know, so. And I would I would flip my shit when Jason showed up. I would be I would be playing the game like this, going like this. You know, so my earliest one was the Friday the 13th uh, NES game. That was your, And then, like, later on, it would be like the Splatterhouse games would really get to me as a kid. Oh, my God, the Splatterhouse games. And, you know, earliest video game scary memories was Friday the 13th NES, the Splatterhouse games, and then getting scared of the liquor scene in Resident Evil 2. Like, when you oh, have to yeah, fight the yeah, liquor and it comes scary, down yeah. and you're like, oh, and it plays the music. Mm. Precious golden memories, my friend. I thought Resident Evil 2 was the hardest one. It's pretty rough, dude. If you play as Claire, bravo. Nobody could play as Claire. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, pl- replaying those games and stuff. I'm like, man, these, we had patience as a kid. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay, Doug, next one. Trying to move this along amidst our stonedness, man. A character in a TV show or a movie that wasn't a horror film that scared the shit out of you. Hmm. Does it have to be recent or any TV show? When you were a kid. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. This is a deep dive for you. All right. But um, Ooh, let, me guess, let me guess. Let me guess. The fireman, what, what? the fireman clown from Brave Little Toaster. It's weird because a lot of people would think that because I like Brave Little Toaster, <laughs> uh, but no, it's not the clown scene. Um, if anything that creeped me out in Brave Little Toaster was the fucking magnet at the junkyard. Oh yeah, it's a very orange and angry magnet. I yeah. think that that weirded me out more as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because it made like this weird humming noise. Yeah. But I gotta say, here's a deep cut for you. What legit scared me as a kid? It was a show called, um, and it wasn't the show itself because I watched the show. And I'm like, man, this this doesn't hold up at all. Um, it was an episode of a show, uh, and it was it was called Ghost Rider. Okay. And uh, yeah, you remember Ghost Rider? I barely remember Ghost Rider, dude. I watched a little bit of it, and I didn't like the way it was. Sh- I I guess maybe I was a hipster kid because I was like, this is shot stupid, and I didn't. No, watch it. it is it is shot very stupid. Like it's a bunch of it feels like it's a very weird show, but um. I didn't know what it was for years, for years. I just remember turning on the TV. I was homesick one day, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It, um, it's the bu- the purple bubblegum monster, and it's this weird... Is it that um, weird, like, where it's like this with eyes? and it's like, oh, He's got, God, like, a squid. Oh. He looks like Toxic Avenger almost. Okay, okay. I've seen yeah. pictures of that, man. It is kind of freaky. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was, and I saw it on TV, and maybe for you 90s kids... Maybe you had that same effect, too, because I had no idea what the name of the show was, what it even was. I'd type in Purple Goo Monster Doll. But the way it talks just creeped me out. And I remember years and years I had nightmares of uh, uh, seeing that purple thing. Like, I'd, I'd open the attic and I'd see it just sitting there talking. Uh, it says it says a phrase. I don't even remember what the phrase is. But it's like, a me angry, me mad. So I remember having dreams of, uh, you know, my toys that took batteries would say, me angry, me mad. God. And uh, it's very weird. I'm going to type it in right now. Maybe I could find that um, that noise he makes. Bubblegum Monster Ghost Rider. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, well, here we go. I, I see people already talking about the, the. It's called the Purple Slime Monster, but it looks like this. Oh, damn, man. That's almost Ghostbusters X. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I, I can't. Can you I see it on my. Uh, I see a little bit of it. Wow, yeah. That would be kind yeah. of freaky. I'll have to show you it, Coker. Okay, you know what that made? Dude, dude, I think that was your big inspiration aesthetically to the incel to baby. The incel baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I see a lot of the incel baby in the that purple goo man. Yeah, a lot of that was Joe Castro's idea too, because he always makes like the t- terror tunes look to it. Yeah, man. So maybe and that dude, was like an I gotta be honest too. with you, I'm really happy that you got to make your little monster movie. <laughs> I was happy too. The dude, very offensive little like monster ghoulies, movie. Ghoulies, gremlins, cra- critters munchies you have one in there man 
Well, he's going to be in the new film, Trash Juice. Ooh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so we're filming that now. Hopefully, I'm looking to have it done by uh, March or April. Okay. Yeah, so more of the incel baby. And you're going to be in there, too, as yes, Moronica. as Moronica. I'm really excited to be Moronica. I'd be like, oh, it's 1069 news. Top stories. <laughs> you know, so. Well, you're going to you're gonna be, uh, your rival is the owner of B-Movie TV. Yeah. So, Fuck yeah, you, you B-Movie TV. Reporters. Channel 69 was 69. You all the way to I don't, you know, something. Yeah. Well, I still want to have you cook macaroni in your vagina. <laughs> macaroni and slap, you know. All right, so. Yeah, okay. So uh, where, are we, where where do we leave off on? A character, uh, uh, yeah, the character from a TV show or horror mo- or, uh, or, a, or a movie, non-horror, that scared the shit out of you. I have one myself. Do you want to guess? Yeah. The opening scene to The Howling where he's in that porn theater. That's, that, that's I said non-horror movie, dude. Oh, non-horror, non-horror movie. movie. Okay. Well, shit, man. Um. I'm trying to think of something that you keep referencing. Was uh, I'll say from, it. Like... I'll say it, dude. Okay, what's up? What scared the shit out of me as a kid was Judge Doom when he's all cartoon mm. style at the end of Roger Rabbit. When he has the eyes and he's like, when I killed your brother! And, you know. And then he has yeah, the, no, that, that he has the fucking too. saw. It's like, oh, dude. Dude, that was like. But that was it. That's not. You said a TV show. I said TV show or movie, just non-horror. Oh, okay. So that well, scared okay, the that... fuck out of me, dude. Yeah. So does Ghost Rider count as horror? No, no, that was. A that kid's was show. But it, it, they fit, man. They fit my categories. We'll just go along. Now, final man, final scariest movie monsters from a horror movie that scared the ever fuck out of you as a kid, and yet you thought was real. Because remember, I guess we're doing this January scary theme, so we want to talk about fear. We want to talk about nightmares and shit. And you know, I think talking about the monsters from the movies that legit scared you as a kid and you thought they were in your room at night sticks with you you know yeah so actually i have two of them here so this one here one of my favorite movies well you said ghoulies yeah oh yeah it's kind of coming out yeah 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 yeah. i love ghoulies one and two but i gotta tell you something that stuck with me and um you know with with my siblings when we watched this movie we all we would always scare each other saying oh it's coming in the door it's coming in the door but it wasn't the ghoulies in the first movie and if you guys watch saturday night tears with yahira um which is the one that comes on when when Jake's episodes aren't airing, then Yahira's comes out on B-Movie TV. I added a clip to it in the opening credits for that. And it is the fucking, the little clown that opens the door in Ghoulies in the original one. Mm-hmm. There's a ghoulie hiding inside of the clown, this little clown puppet. Yeah. Um, and it's not little, it's like the size of a, a, a short person. You know, but it was, you it's know what's terrifying. Really, you know what's really fucking cool, Doug, is my f- scary movie monsters are like known ones. And you actually had a deep cut movie monster scare you as a kid. Yeah, and the thing is, um, uh, I think Devon draws. Who the fuck says the clown from Ghoulies? Yeah, the clown, the little clown from Ghoulies, and he comes out and he starts strangling the girl, and then he like slaps her against the wall. But the thing is, there's a scene that it, you remember, we watched Ghoulies last year yes, on our Stoner yes, movie we, marathon. Yes, we did. Every May, yeah. every May, we have this thing where we get really high and we watch this double feature of a Cheech and Chong movie and a Ghoulies movie. And uh, next, dude, we got to watch the third Cheech and Chong with the third Ghoulies go to college. But one of the Jumbo's clown room girls told me that Ghoulies 3 sucks and not even weed can save it. And I'm, uh, I told her, we'll do it, girl, and I'll I'll get back to you. So, Well, I'm curious to try it out because I remember I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but growing up, I'm like, oh, man, this is just cringy. It's that it's that college animal house humor, which oh, is God. very boomery. We can make so fun of it, dude. We can make fun of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, Ghoulies 3, it's it's something. It's John Carl Beekler, too, so mm. R.I.P. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, he did a good job with that. What other what other movie monsters scared the fuck out of you as a kid? Well, another one, everyone already knows this, because I talked about it before on the, on, with Creepshow 2, but what terrified me, and I'm still like anxious to this day of going in water that I can't see like in, in lakes or uh, oceans. The black slime the bl- from Creepshow 2. The black slime from The Raft okay. from Creepshow 2. You know what's cool, dude? This is going to be a heartfelt friend moment. But one of your scary movie monsters as a kid was slime that eats you. One of my scary movie monsters as a kid was the 1988 blob that I thought was going to mm. eat me. So we both were f- afraid of slime that eats you. Yeah, or something that melts your skin down. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's be terrifying. Like the worst death to like that's, melt, that's the like, worst. That's the that's why it's so fucking scary to us. It's like, ugh. Yeah, and the thing is, um, what scared me about Creepshow 2, I saw Creepshow 2 and I was like five or six because my grandma rented it for me. She rented like... Uh, 
there, there's like a cartoon movie and then Creep Show two. Oh and my like, god, okay. dude! And I watched Creep Show two. <laughs> your fucking was, gra- your fucking grandma was hardcore. Does he Creep Show? She was hardcore. Two. She's like, oh she's like, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. Here's Creep Show two. And I'm like five years old. Fuck, dude. And oh. but but what, you know what was so weird about Creep Show two that suck into like yeah. just. Why I love that. I want to get a tattoo of it too. Just it starts out with a cart. It starts out like a cartoon, yeah. you know, because it's animated. the The creep segments are animated, and so that with a mixture of like intense violence, because Creep Show Two is very violent. It and is you, like it's 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 much more violent and much more gory and mean spirited than the first movie. I'll admit. Very yeah, just like like Chief Woodenhead like slamming like an axe to these people's yeah, heads and, and then, scalping, uh, and it's like. Or the way they kill the shop owners in Chief Woodenhead. Yeah, he shoots them with a fucking shotgun. Yeah, it's Creepshow. There's there's a nasty streak with Creepshow too. Yeah, like I, you know, the first one's great, but I just for me, I think Creepshow two is like the punk rock. To, and to be honest, dude, that's where we too. differ because I grew up and still love the first Creepshow. Like that's all my shit with the colored lighting and the and mm-hmm. the silhouettes around them and the dun dun. That's mmm. That's like one of my top horror films is the first Creep Show. So that's yeah. we're both in love with Creep Show, but just different different ones. Yeah. Do you like Creep Show too, though? I do like Creep Show too. Yes. Sometimes I'll even throw it on. Yeah. No, I, I do too. But yeah, that that blob. Uh, what was so scary about that? Because I watched that movie and I was sitting there. That she had like a small TV with a VCR on top, and I was sitting there after the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm terrified. Like, what did I fucking see? Like, the hitchhiker gets shot through the hand, through the face, and he like blood just pours down. That was, and he gets ran over, and you see it. And I'm like, this is really fucking violent. So that was your that was your breakthrough horror. That, but the thing is, like, in at my grandma's place, uh, this was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. She had a townhouse, and a townhouse in the back. It was the woods, mm-hmm. but in the woods there was a swimming hole, and it was a giant green and black lake oh. and uh the the thing is it was made the stories i heard about it, she's like oh it's a lake but it was also a um i'm trying to think of the words they use it's a pbs word so all you smart people might know when they have a mine shaft or something and they blow it up and it fills up with water oh wow yeah it's like a swimming hole wow but it was it's kind of bursted because they dug a hole and it filled up with water so to think that there's like a mine shaft underneath there you know what I mean? That's creepy, isn't it? And then, like, some black thing would crawl up and then it'd grow into the water and just wait for its victims and shit. Yeah, or just because I've seen stuff like the the blob in there. It's like we're writing a creepy pasta right now. Yeah, but just think, like, would you want to be stuck on a raft with like this blob that moves fast, and if you touch it, it like melts your skin? Oh down? god, that would be a nightmare. But for me, dude, I grew up with the 1988 the blob, and I always thought that a big slime monster coming out through the drains and dragging you through the fucking sink like in that movie mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me or when when i saw the kid die in the blob my heart fucking stopped dude because i was like holy shit i've never seen a kid die in a horror movie i thought that was taboo and a kid come out all gruesome and shit and uh, when that happened in the blob i was like all bets are off what the fuck am i in for see that's the thing i miss about being a kid dude is like when you saw a horror movie, it it passed it up with you. Punch. You were scared of it. It, it I miss that feeling, man. I really do. Uh, oh, I, I do. Puppet Master Two was one that terrified me. Like when the guy's oh, sleeping in his bed and oh my pulled, god, pulled dude. Pup, or or in Puppet Master Two when the girl, the one fat farmer lady, is like quit it, and they're sleeping together, quit it, and then she turns around. Oh and the yeah, that scared being me too. Stabbed by the doll. Oh, because they come at you when you're sleeping. So it's like if I go to sleep, was sleeping. Oh my god, dude. Puppet Master 2 scared the fuck out of both of our childhoods. Puppet Master 2 was like top Puppet Master to both of us, man. Yeah, no, Puppet Master, yeah, th- it's funny because out of all of them, not even the first one, like when when my grandma again rented me Puppet Master 2, and I remember sitting there watching it, and I was... T- Your grandma, man. And she's like, you could go to the spare room, which was like upstairs, mm-hmm. and i go in there, and I'd be so afraid. Like, I'd, I'd get in bed, and i just think that Tunnler or the blade was going to come out and, you know, take my brain. Because they were taking brains in that movie. They also, like, cut out the lights and attack you, too. It's one of the most, like, yes, that's how dolls would kill somebody, have to kill somebody method. And that's what kind of makes that movie so so kind of fucking scary for a Puppet Master film. Yeah, so seriously, for you guys, I think it's on Tubi. Watch Puppet Master 2 again. Like, Dude, I don't know if yeah. it'll hold up. Like, we, It probably might not now, but I, I think Puppet Master 2, if you were a kid, it was fucking scary. Like, I, I remember being, being vividly scared that I was going to get drilled in the head. <laughs> for me, that is one of Full Moon's absolute scariest films. 
is Puppet Master 2. Well, it's well made, too, which which helps. You know, Full Moon isn't what it used to be. <laughs> I, God, I, I also miss... Do you remember when Sci-Fi Channel would play Full Moon movies all the time in the late 90s? Yeah, but a lot of them were censored. They were, but dude, that's how I saw Puppet Master 2. That's how I saw Seed People. That's how I saw Bad Channels. That's how I saw Castle Freak. It was fun times, man. Yeah, no, I, I but yeah, Puppet Master 2, man, that brings back memories because that scared me. I, re- I remember being so afraid of it when I took it out of the VCR, I would, I'd smelled the tape. And the thing is, and when I think of Puppet Master 2, it smelled dusty, didn't it? It smelled, yeah, like, a, like an old, like, blockbuster video rental. Mm-hmm. I missed that so, smell. like, that, that musty VHS smell. Here's my VHS of Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. We watched that, I think. No. Uh, yeah. oh. Did you just come in that clamshell? Uh, you know. No, but it's it's a great way. What, what I love is, is when you open it up. Hear, hear this, everybody. Yeah, hear it. Hear it. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh I, I just came oh, on your grave. Oh, my God. Oh, what is mm. that? Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh. It's got oh. two holes. Oh, damn dog. <laughs> Uh oh, DP neighbors. We gotta okay, we, okay. We gotta DP this goosebumps on Night of Tower Terror VHS tape. At, well, okay, okay, I got one for okay, you. Okay. okay, you know what scared me? Maybe it scared you too. I used to have the Goosebumps Werewolf of Fever Swamp VHS, and that scared me. Like when they're they're hiding in that tool shed, and the and the werewolves are like shaking the the walls. That scared me a lot as a kid. I was like, man, this is. This is Goosebumps. Yeah, that I know. I have two more Goosebumps VHSs. Where the hell? Do you ha- have you seen Werewolf of Fever? Dude, I have, and you know what's funny is that one's really serious because like the werewolf actually kills people, and the old man is all like, "You killed my whole family and my children." And I was like, "Oh, this is dark for R.L. Stein." Damn. Yeah, the werewolves are actually scary. I'm like, kudos. That is like a kudos. legit good like werewolf media out there, man. You know. Where the fuck did I put those uh, other Goosebumps VHS? That, that's good. Well, what was the other Goosebumps one? Dude, uh, I had Haunted skin? Mansion and Haunt, or I had a, I had a Haunted Mask and Haunted Mask Two on VHS. Where the hell did I put them? Did you ever watch Werewolf Skin? Dude, that one was kind of stupid. I thought it was scary. I I did not like Werewolf Skin, to be honest. <laughs> they, they were the the parents or they were okay, the neighbors. Okay, okay. So werewolf Skin. Before I get into the my like scary movie monsters that fucked me up as a kid. Let's uh-huh. talk about TV monsters. So two TV monsters like scared the well actually a bunch of TV monsters scared the fuck out of me, dude, as a kid. Coco the clown from the Strung Along episode of Hills from the Crypt. Oh yeah. That scared yeah. the fuck out of me as a kid. Um Morty from the Ventriloquist dummy episode of Tales from the Crypt, where it's all like, yeah, 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 like that. So this is mostly uh mo- this is mostly uh Tales from no, the no, Crypt. No, 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 dude. No, 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 dude. When the masks start floating and saying, Carly Beth, and, oh. and Haunted Mask of Goosebumps, that scared the fuck out of me as a kid. What else? Yeah, that um, scared me too. Um, Talky Tina episode of Twilight Zone, where it's like, you better be good to me. It was like, oh, and the way the mom throws the doll and that realization with the eerie lighting on the staircase in Twilight Zone episode, shivers. I remember shivers from that old 50s. 50s late early 60s tv show Mm -hmm. yeah that fucked me up as a kid yeah that one and i know there was one more oh any of the clown episodes from are you afraid of the dark Mm. like the zebo the clown that fucked me up as a kid too yeah i remember being afraid of the uh the again another water thing the the swimming pool monster from are you oh uh dead man's float yeah we're like yeah you know jay baruchel from uh this is the end is in that he is? He's the kid oh, that yeah, gets he's killed. No, the he's kids. the kid who gets killed by the uh, pool thing, so. Oh, man, yeah, I just remember being scared of that. Dude, there's not enough pool horror films. What the fuck is up with that? Not much you could do in a pool. Well, I mean, there's It <laughs> Follows, there's uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, there's this weird slasher movie called The Pool that has James McAvoy in it. Maybe one or two more. Oh, Death Spa, maybe, you know, but it's like, I feel like the pool is not really as, like, oh, it's, it's, we can make a pool spooky, kind of, give it a shot. Yeah, you could kind of do that, yeah. yeah. I mean, pools are always like. Well, you actually do get a good pool scene in the Stranger's Prey at night. I thought yeah. that was a very good. Yeah, pool that scene. was a good. That was a pool. That was a good pool scene, man. Because that that's kind of a scary scene. You think about it, it's like you know someone's trying to stab you in a pool. Yeah. It's not much farther. Yeah, than, you know, it's yeah, kind of mm-hmm. hard. To, so very very well done. So a little plug to Stranger's Prey at night. I like that. The okay. So the movie monsters that scared the fuck out of me as a kid was, as I mentioned, the blob. The blob scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Chucky scared the ever living shit out of me as uh. a kid. Especially the fucking, 
video store that had the cardboard standee of Child's Play 2 with the big scissors. Yeah. Yeah, that scared me too. I stayed I stayed in the fucking car while my mom was getting videotapes because of that standee. Yeah, Chucky was scary. Oh my god. I remember <laughs> my grandma had a, a copy of the first Child's Play and then the third movie. Okay. And I remember the, the, I was scared of the third movie's cover for some or reason. Or just his face going like this. Yeah, and he has like a little trail. Like that scared me. Like just his face there. Like, like that gave me nightmares. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know what Chucky was. I just kind of saw this angry redhead. And I'm just angry like... Angry ginger is... child going... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Child's Play 3's cover just spooked the fuck out of me. Oh, man. Even in the first movie's poster, too. Yeah, he's standing... And it's like a dark background. That scared me, too. Yeah, I don't like the new covers of the movies. Because it's like, no, just keep that... Yeah, you know. keep that. Keep that. What also scared the fuck out of me as a kid was uh, Pennywise the Clown from It. Oh yeah, when he's doing the uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. that whole that scared the fuck out of me. I was a scare. I I was like uh-huh, from that. I looked at storm drains on rainy days. So like uh-huh, you know, I thought he was there. Uh, Leprechaun scared the fuck out of me. I'm embarrassed. Leprechaun to say- scared me too. A leprechaun Le- uh, yeah, was that- fucking scary as a kid. It was scary. Well, you want to know how bad Leprechaun hit me? It was mostly like Leprechaun two. Or what's the one where he has the chainsaw? That's Leprechaun and three goes, in Las well, Vegas. Leprechaun yeah. Three. Yeah, and then Leprechaun 2, and he goes, nah, me good. And he, like, rips people's fingers yeah. off, and he kills an espresso a guy. Leprechaun 2, 1, 2, 3, I like, eh. I, you know what, I like them all, because I'm always uh, running around doing the Leprechaun thing, I'm like, nah. <laughs> you got that from Nick, though. Yeah, my brother my brother imitates the Leprechaun a lot of times. <sighs> so, you know. Yeah, when, because uh, he, works, he works for the city yeah. in San Luis Obispo. So a lot, there's a lot of Karens out there. Oh my god! I, I, but the Karens will come up to him because he he's um. Uh, what's the people that do the where they're always getting yelled at? He he's a parking yeah. ticket person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anytime like they have to pay him over the stuff, he goes ah. <laughs> he goes ah. And, so, and people just look at him like, what the fuck? It's like it's like Nick is being an actual like money troll going ah. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> And he does it randomly. Like I'll just be going to the store with them, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they they like, here you go. Here's your here's your um, here's your Chick Fil A burger. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm sorry. Okay, I'm imagining like Nick in an actual like long troll <laughs> in a big nose, and he's like, and like claws, and he's going ah, running around. <laughs> He's like he's like uh here's for Jake because he just showed his kids the Lord of the Rings cartoon. Remember the Lord of the Rings, the cartoon where he does this. He like he like with, with the with the ring, the ring and shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that's what my brother does. So yeah, Leprechaun did seep into our uh, <sighs> into our lives because Nick's still get doing it. Ah, yes, yeah, but Lepre- Leprechaun was scary, especially the VHS cover was scary, where it's just him coming through the doorway, going like this. My oh, my yeah. older brother would grab that VH for some odd reason. The Albertsons we went to as a kid and Lake Elsinore, haha, ha, yeah, fuck you. Anyways, the end of the of the aisle. You're gonna piss off the Lake Elsinore viewers. No, I'm gonna pe- the people who think Lisa, like like aha, uh-huh, you you had a childhood in Lake Elsinore. I'll be like, well, fuck you too. So it's like go, f- yeah, all the Lake Elsinore people. If they're listening, hopefully your house didn't explode from a meth lab yet. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Okay, well, I think anyway. was it you that told me? No, I think it was your dad. The one yeah. time when we were talking to your dad, your dad's like, like, oh, when you go to Lake Elsinore, just expect to hear a lot of loud booms. I'm like, loud booms? He's like, yeah, it's a meth lab exploding. Anytime there's a twinkle in the sky, a meth lab explodes in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> <laughs> My father would say that shit. Anyway, back to the story. At the end of the aisle, they had a rack of VHS tapes, and my brother would take the VHS of Leprechaun, and he'll try to shove it in my face, going, "He's gonna get you! He's gonna get you!" And I would run down. I would, run. I would run all the way down the entire aisle in, the, in a crowded, in a crowded Albertsons, going, ah! like screaming. Yes, yes, I did that. I embarrassed the fuck out of my mom. Oh, and then I ran. I ran out of the store. I ran out of the store, like screaming, going ah, like. <sighs> now, what would you do if someone came up to you and just said, "Nah, we go," you know? Oh. I'm scared. It's like, you know, my brother's turned oh. into the leprechaun. <laughs> oh, 
the final monster that scared the fuck out of me this kid was Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah everyone's fucking afraid of Michael Yeah, Myers. I honestly thought as a kid that he was hiding in the shadows and it was about to strike, and I was like, Ugh, you know, so. Yeah, here's another deep cut for you. You know who's someone else who scared me? Um, yeah. Was, uh, it, it, there's a movie called Junior. And I remember renting it, and I was afraid okay. of juniors. Was was that the VHS where it was like a chainsaw <laughs> going through wood and a guy going like this? Yeah, yeah. It says, run, run away, Leatherface. There's a new psycho in town. Junior. But yeah, the, the Junior scared me for some reason. He was just like this hillbilly with uh, with like this weird grandma that uh, it's clearly a guy in drag playing a grandma. But uh, he would like go to his grandma, and then his grandma would, I remember just scenes of him because he would do things like he had a chainsaw, and then there's someone on a boat, and he just throws a, a, a plant with a hook. On the guy's hand, so he falls in the water, because he, he. It was really weird, but if if people know what I'm talking about, maybe you know. But Junior's kind of a ri- very hard movie to find. That came out in 1987, dude, 88. Dude, you know what I like is we said Slasher Smoke Break was going to be about deep cuts, but also going off the rails, and it's like we had a set idea for this episode and we're going off the rails going back into deep cut movies so it's like smoke break cannot escape deep cut recommendations as el duce would say up the dose on that <laughs> i know i smoked two bowls so i, I, and I didn't dude, have this, anything to this eat one's yet, like really I'm very hungry really really deep so i mean if we're what did you have is it an indica or shativa it's a hybrid oh so you're, you could plug it yeah, in yeah 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 it's a hybrid dude i was gonna suggest an idea if we what if a little bit more editing we have uh-huh. to apologize to aid but what if we take a break and we re-record to smoke and eat a little why the fuck would we do that well i mean we could eat we're both hungry man oh i'm not stopping this fucking do you see this this is this is what happens in slasher smoke really want to take a you what is that you want to take a food break it's an idea nah i don't think so let's finish this up buster okay all right fine it was an okay, attempt we have no no i can see this is this is this is good because by the way, did you finish those peanut butter squares? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, my oh, God. Those, those are peanut, fucking those, those, those. How does she do it? Honest to God. How does she do it? That's a secret Yahira is not telling me. Fucking. So, she's holding on to it? Well, I, I, I came down. And she, she was like melting the chocolate oh. first and then cooking the peanut butter oh. and then putting the peanut butter over a little bit. Of, oh. Yeah, she, Yahira makes very good peanut butter chocolate squares. Oh, oh and she puts a little bit of brown sugar in there, too. I oh, think that's they, the secret, actually. You think so? But brown sugar, maybe the, brown sugar in the peanut butter or brown sugar in the chocolate. No, she puts it on the peanut butter. Okay, you can tell that we're too that we're still high because we're getting really into details on peanut butter squares. So. Oh yeah, no peanut those peanut butter squares. Uh, that's the best. Son. Oh, I know. But you know, what? I was also it, lucky. My mom came by and and gave me a bunch of fudge too, so that was nice. Oh really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh the fudge is the fudge is nice. The fudge. But still, did you did you did you guys go to a honey baked ham and fuck a ham there for free <laughs> and get a free? <laughs> we still have some ham. Yeah, we still have some ham, but. So, so guys, that was what we did for everything that scared us as kids. One more thing that scared the fuck out of me as a kid was the Big Bertha machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. The Big Bertha arcade machine at your pizza place yeah, in, yeah. in Riverside, yeah. well, uh, right? No, no, no. When I was a kid, I lived a bit in Ontario. And right down the street, there was a Graziano's Pizza. And I would go there as a kid all the time. And they had, like the bad 80s carpets and like the checkered tiles and you remember those like glass bricks walls yeah i remember they had the glass brick walls and they had a bunch of like games on arcades and one of the arcades that scared the fuck out of me as a kid it was like this big inflatable fat redhead lady with a giant mouth with big red lips and she would like open her mouth and go down and go like this, and she will say, "I want to eat," and you would have to throw balls in her mouth. Ha ha! I know, I know. And she would just go feed me like that, and it was just, it was fucking, it was called the Big Bertha machine, and it would scare the fuck out of me as a kid. And I swear to God, dude, one time we went out as a family, and we were driving back at night, and I didn't fall asleep, and we passed by Graziano's, and Graziano's was closed. And I swear to God, in the window, there was a little bit of lights in the arcade, and there was a fucking light on Big Bertha, and it goddamn looked at me. Well, that's there's another deep cut for you. If I, if I ever see that machine again, I will probably piss my pants. I swear to God, like, you know, it's Big Bertha, so, oof. I don't know if that game would work today. You feed a fat lady balls. balls. You throw balls in a fat lady's mouth going, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Audrey, too. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but... Um, okay, well, okay, well, I'm on... Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm, I'm on Google right now. What's going on? Yeah, it's... She looks like a puppet. Yeah, it's fucking... It's, 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 it's creepy shit, dude. 
Big Bir- yeah, Big Bertha. She's wearing a muumuu. Yep, she's wearing a um a red white polka dot muumuu. Well, shit. Hey, if you want to take a road trip to San Francisco, it's at the San Francisco uh, uh, arcade museum. Where we're up there, dude. There's another really creepy arcade machine at the San Francisco uh, Vintage Arcade Museum. There was like this mm-hmm. little clown doll that you can play with marionettes and shit. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was really fucking creepy too, dude. Wow. Well, yeah, speaking of that, too, I used to be creeped up by Laughing Sal. Do you remember Laughing Sal? I don't remember Laughing Sal. What's that? It was this um, it was this huge doll that was made in the 40s, and uh, a lot of carnivals would have Laughing Sal. It's like the fat lady that goes, <laughs> Oh, you mean like the big laughing fat lady in the funhouse? Yeah, like, like kind of like that. But this was Laughing Sal. Okay, so for you people that grew up in Ohio, Laughing Cell was at the, uh, well, now it's at Santa Cruz Beach, but there used to be a an amusement park uh, that closed down when I was a kid. But now uh, Laughing Cell was this huge doll, and it's an animatronic um, that just kind of shakes around. And she used to stand up, and, like, it freaking scared me because it would just do nothing but laugh. So oh, Jesus fucking hell, dude. Yeah, look at that. Oh, my it's, God. It's that's like, way worse than the fucking fat lady in the funhouse. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Like, this was in Ohio, so I remember seeing it all the time. Like, let me try to... She's this big lady that just sits there and oh, laughs. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's like a green witch. And I took pictures at that museum, but yeah, Laughing Sal was there, and she, like, her hands are all crusted over because it's, you know, stuff from the 40s. But that, like... Just oh Euclid Euclid's Beach Park that was the name of the amusement park Euclid State Beach Park, and it closed down. And they had Laughing Cell there, and then when they closed it down, there was pictures taken. Laughing Cell still in the window laughing, even though it's all closed down. Oh my god, man! So, so you think we're done? You think we're okay with what scared the shit out of us as kids? Yeah, I think so. We got enough nostalgia bait. What are we, J.J. Abrams? Here, I'll give you everything you want, guys. Fuck off. But anyways, man. So before, I mean, it is, we are recording this, Doug, on uh, December 31st, 2021. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. The new year is going to happen, you know, tonight. And uh, let's reflect on the horror movies of the year, dude. Before we get into, like, our movie discoveries, let's just talk about the horror movies, we, the new horror movies that we saw this year that we liked. Her, we got a note, you know. I got us, before we start, my wife's favorite horror movie of the year is Psycho Gorman. And you know what? Now, when Adam was on the show, it was just you against everybody else against Psycho Gorman. But guess what? Now it's two against two for Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman fucking rocks, Jake and Ake. Oh, yeah. Jake and Ake. Jake and Ake. I'm calling her Ake. You know, Jake and Ake. Jake and Ake. I'm going to buy you a shake and Ake. Okay, guys, for Jake and Aid, that's Jake and Ake. Sounds like a Jake and Ake attack. Like if you guys were like a Mega Man duo or a Dragon Ball Z duo and shit. The Jake and Ake attack, you know. Or like the Mona and Lisa boss in in Streets of Rage. Yes. Oh, oh, that would be really cool, too. Do like sides, yeah, okay, but you know what? That'd be fun. I liked uh, my wife liked Psycho Gorman. I fucking like Psycho Gorman. So, but Doug, what were some of your favorites of the year? Well, I enjoyed Psycho. I forgot Psycho Gorman came out this year because I I ended up buying the Blu-ray January. of it. So you know, if I buy the movie, I, I usually like it. I I enjoyed Malignant. I didn't really pay it much attention like when I first saw it because I was very tired mm-hmm. and I just I don't think I wasn't in the mood for a good time. But I rewatched it recently. I'm like, this is. This is like a high-budget basket case. Dude, Malignant was cuckoo bananas. Every single thing in that movie is a willingly ch- is a willing choice to be crazy. Everything. The dialogue. Well, it's, it's got a good mix on there. It's got dialogue. It's got, um, it got... It has weird dialogue. It has weird characters. It has jalo shots. It has crazy lighting. It has Volchi style the psychic. Then it turns into fucking a dark castle movie. And then it turns into like a bad video game. It goes all over the fucking place. Man. Well, and then it also, one of my favorite scenes uh, or sequences, I, I enjoy the woman in prison scene because yeah. that's very woman in prison. Yeah, and homage. then, and then, and then it turns into like a Peter Jackson fest with all the gore scenes. And it's like, Holy shit. That movie was a roller coaster ride. And to be honest, guys, just get it out of the way. That might be my favorite horror movie of the year. Malignant. Yeah. Malignant. It might be my favorite. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to sing its praises and stuff. You got, you got, uh, what, what was the name of the bad guy in Malignant, the brother? I got the Gabriel. It's coming out of the back of my head. You got head. Gabriel, he's coming out of the back. See, okay, now here, here's here's something for you. That's gross to me. Like, body horror movies like The Fly, like like where his body part stuff starts falling off, that's cringy to me. Uh-huh. So, like, when she had the crack on the back of her head and had another face, I'm like, that's really fucking gross. Yeah, that's some nightmare fuel shit, too, dude. That's body horror stuff. I always find body horror the most disturbing. The design of Gabriel is like... It's like Frank Henenlotter's basket case meets Nine Inch Nails. 
Okay, I can see that a little bit. Yeah, meets Nine Inch Nails. That's exactly what Gabriel was. Nine Inch Nails, or a basket case by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, no, I just I just think it's gross. Like, and, uh, and you know what's cool is, this, and he makes his own specialized weapon, too. So it's like it's wanting to be horror icon status. So it's like an em- he used an envelope opener yes, or something. Yes, like a sharpened envelope opener with like a thing. It's very Jallo-esque, too. Who the fuck needs an envelope opener that you big? Know, it's, you I gotta say, the movie the movie was absolutely nuts, dude, and I was not expecting it to be that fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I don't think it's my favorite movie ever, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You know what? There was a real deep-cut horror movie that came out this year that I really loved that I wish more people would have praised and saw called Censor. Censor is a really cool movie. That's about the um, 1980s British censors that went after the video nasties. And this woman is trying is watching all these nasty Italian and Spanish horror movies as a censor. And it, it, it plays itself like Videodrome, where she starts to go crazy and shit. Really? But dude, censor was good because censor plays itself like a more ghostly... Dario Argento-esque video drama. Okay, well, that'll be on my list then to watch Dude, it. Because I've heard some people talk about And Censor really comments on Italian horror, too. Very much. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. They even do a shot that's reminiscent of um, Anthropophagus, and I even asked the director that, Prano, and she was like, yeah. Is it Anthropophagus or Anthropophagus? I think it's Anth- I, I think it's Anthrop... I don't know. I don't know. That's another Italian horror question, you know. And then people are going to say, no, it's Anthropophagus. Uh. But anyway, guys, Censor is a great examination haunting horror that most of you slept on. And, you know, most of you really got to check out. So Censor was really good. Doug, did you have any other horror movies this year that you were like, whoa, new ones, new ones? Uh, Yeah. uh, So there wasn't there wasn't many. Honestly, I'll be honest. I really didn't see a lot of newer movies. But what I can say, which actually did build up to the hype, I liked a lot was Squid Game. I watched all those Squid Game episodes. I couldn't get into Squid Game. I think it was the hype of Squid Game that pushed me off from it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Like maybe after, maybe when you get to the second episode is when it really builds up. But like, honestly, the most t- the it, it's very very well shot, and uh, I think it has some of the best TV I've ever seen. Like, there's an episode where they play marbles, and just the way from the acting to the cinematography to the way it's shot, it, it's that's like, man, damn, this is made for TV. This is like you know studio. This is very uh, Oscar worthy. I think it's up there with like it's shot like Misery and stuff. You know what I mean? Like uh. It's just stuff like that where it feels like it's more sophisticated than what it's given any right to be. So, yeah, Squid Game, I, I enjoyed a lot. And I know a lot of people watch Squid Game, so, you know. Um, Speaking of Netflix stuff, dude, a lot of people hated this trilogy, but I fucking loved it. And I'm counting it as one whole movie, but I really dug the Fear Street movies. How so? I, you know what's funny is the first movie felt like a homage to late 90s uh, Scream slashers but with like 80s gore and 80s style filmmaking. And I really liked that weird 80s style mix that 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 I really liked. I liked the supernatural elements. The characters were fun over throughout all three movies. And it was a coherent story. It had surprises to it. I just generally had an entertaining time and I didn't want some deep, profound slasher movie like, I, like what people expected it to be. I just wanted a fun, dumb, R.L. Stein slasher film, and that's what I got. And it was surprisingly gory and mean-spirited. The second movie, dude, has like a bunch of chopped up little kids. Really? Yeah. Well, I might have to check it out then, because I'm, I'm off it this Dude, it surprises weekend, so you because some stuff. the Fear Street movies show that R.L. Stein can get mean and get, go, can get gory, too. Yeah, well, I mean, before Goosebumps, he was doing like adult books. Yes, uh, Fear so. Street, and then I read uh, Superstitious this year. Okay, yeah, how was it, that? It's weird, dude. Uh, R.L. Stein's Superstitious is his mid-90s take on adult horror and it just it's it's a weird story it doesn't play well rl stein writes weird sex scenes like he lit the candles and then he slid into her she moaned lightly it's like oh no i don't like this rl stein eh. but you know what's crazy dude it it has a weird out of fucking left field junji e2 style ending with like demons coming out of a dude's mouth and then ripping him apart and then chasing the woman through the snow laughing and shit and it's like it's like gremlins meets demons ending and it's like what the fuck and it, nothing suggests anything supernatural until like the last 10 pages and you're like what the fuck Arl Stein so it has a crazy ending question for you climax yeah. when did that come out because I feel dude, I, I watched climax dude, climax came out like three years ago I think 2018 why did I feel like I just seen it this year now 
Dude, death could be your discovery. Oh, it is. Oh, nice, nice, nice. But dude, okay. Do you want to get into the Halloween Kills debate or save that for another episode? Because you know how I, you know how we I turned around. about Halloween Kills. You know how yeah. I turned around on the movie. I actually appreciate the fuck out of Halloween Kills. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I was in a bad mood both times I watched it. I appreciate watch it high and watch it with a dark fairy tale weirdo fan fiction. There's nothing they can fucking do about Michael Myers, no matter how hard they try. Nihilistic, dark, cosmic horror way while stoned. It's fucking awesome, and it has a it has a weird but mean energy to it that I really fucking appreciate. And it takes these weird liberties with the tone of the previous movie that I feel is directorially ballsy. I really appreciate the hell out of Halloween Kills. Is it in, like, my top five? I don't know. But fuck, it sticks in my head, dude. And I really appreciate it. I felt... See, I don't know. I just felt like it, a lot of time was just wasted. Like, it feels like just a filler movie. But that's just my opinion. Like, I felt like I'm like, nothing's really progressing. It's ju- it's just Michael being Michael and Michael being a little extra mean. Yeah, but he kind of like after watching, I'm like, oh, all these humans deserve to die. Like, like uh, they're not likable. Dies tonight. They, they're not. No, they're, they're not, not likable. I'm like, not Michael, likeable. please off them. You know, off them, kill them. But what I liked about this new one, dude, was that it shows the it, the movie lingers on the characters like bleeding out and suffering. No other Halloween... Well, the Rob Zombie movies do that a little bit, but this movie really does almost like a Volchi-esque loom into it, dude. And it shows the pain and destruction that Michael does. It's almost as if it's a slasher movie saying, you're not supposed to root for Michael. You're supposed to see the fucking damage he does. It's almost like an anti-slasher slasher movie, and I really appreciate that, too. I bet everybody listening to this is rolling their eyes right now. Well, fuck you guys. I love Halloween Kills. Well, I'm sure there's a bunch of other fan- fans sitting no. out there going, fan- like, oh, Halloween Kills. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. I'm like the only one on fucking Twitter. Me and a few other people, and that's it. Isn't Twitter mostly porn anyway well <laughs> no comment no, 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 no comment. comment well you know this who cares what twitter thinks i fuck off twitter but what else what else that i saw this year that i really really liked um i really dug the resident evil movie it was a big surprise dude yeah yeah, yeah i haven't seen it yet dude it i don't get why everybody hated it because me and sterling saw it and we were like holy shit this is really faithful to the first two games it gets the rainy day or rainy night atmosphere of the first two games really well the characters are set up there's this awesome donald logan scene where he's trying to escape the town and just the way it's shot me and sterling looked at each other like holy shit um it looks exactly like the first two games mixed and you know what's cool dude it has a john carpenter feeling throughout the whole fucking thing really dude it's really i don't get why everybody hates it granted i will give them credit that the last 20 minutes dude really lose a lot of steam and that's what sucks about it. But overall, it's a big dude. Remember when we were kids and we saw the first Resident Evil movie with Mila Djokovic? And we were like, this isn't anything like the first two games at yeah, all. Yeah, I remember being so disappointed by that. This fixes all that. So it's got the creepy music yep, and stuff. Yep, yep. And it focuses on horror, too. Okay, so it's got like the piano. Dude, like, yep, like I'm thinking yep, Resident Evil 2 yep, Saber. Yep, dude, Chris plays the fucking piano in it. <laughs> Oh, joy. It's more, more nostalgia-based. Yeah. Okay, I will admit, the post credit scene is very Marvel movie. That's what sucks, too. Well, they got to cash in on Marvel somehow. I know, they I know. They that superhero movies are the only ones making money oh, in the I theaters. fucking hate it, man. But, so. you know. But, um, what else did I see this year that I re- I didn't get the... You know what was a big disappointment, dude? Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho wasn't good. How show? All style, no substance. Well, uh, isn't Edgar Wright already fanning his own nuts? Just saying, like, oh my god, I can make whatever I want. Yeah, he is really fanning his nuts over it. Even though a lot of people felt it was underwhelming, me included. But he's all on Twitter just going, "Mm, I'm so good. It's like, dude, calm the fuck down, all right? He's fanning his nuts to it. He's fanning his nuts over Last Night in Soho. And let's be honest, Last Night in Soho's main draw was Anya Taylor-Joy. It wasn't fucking Edgar Wright. It was Anya Taylor-Joy because everybody likes that blonde girl right now. And, like, it was she's the one who should be fanning her fucking nuts, not fucking Edgar Wright. No, she'll she'll slap the clap, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's how that works. (laughs) Okay, 
right, uh, back to reality, as Eminem okay, would say. Okay, 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 okay. I think we're done with our favorite horror movies of the year, dude. What were some old uh, th- movie discoveries you discovered? Like, older film yeah, there's a few that you found out and you either bought the Blu-ray or the DVD or you downloaded it or you streamed it and you were like, holy shit, because I have two, dude, and I know you have two movies, too. So I have, I have two movies, Guys, yeah. here comes the deep cut segment. Yeah, this is the deep cut segment for so you, you guys listening. One of the movies I'm going to mention um, is is streaming on Tubi, so you can watch it on Tubi. Um, and then another one's not streaming anywhere yet. Uh, I don't think it's it's going to be well. Uh, the Untold Story is is streaming on Tubi, so maybe they might be able to pick this one up. But um, my first movie, I've already I've watched it three times. Oh my god! I bought the Blu-ray. And I ended up showing it to our uh, two friends, uh, Angie and Ryan, when they came over. Because they usually come over like, what kind of weird movie is he going to show us now? So I usually throw on a weird movie. And I'm like, I'm like, we're gonna, uh, we had something planned. And they're like, nope, that's not the plan. You guys are going to sit down and fucking watch this movie. Oh, my God. And it is Ebola Syndrome, the, the Herman Yao film. The, the, uh, it's a, cat, a Category 3 film. A Hong Kong 90s horror? Yeah, 1996. Okay. It's called Ebola Syndrome. And the thing is, I've, I've heard about Ebola Syndrome in the past or seen the cover for it. And I always passed it off. You want to know why? Because I thought it would be like a fucking zombie movie yeah. or something. But this is not the case. If you guys have seen the the other Her- Herman Yao Category 3 film, uh, The Untold Story, that one came out in 93. And this is almost pretty much the sequel to that film. Although I wouldn't necessarily say sequel, but like a, like a, like same, a spiritual sequel. Like Kind of like Evil Dead 2. I think that's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, but it's a different story. Um, this was not based on a true story. The first, the untold story was based on a true case actually, which is even crazier to be yes. honest. But yeah, yeah, untold story blew me by surprise. Cause I didn't want to look anything up. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to watch this and, and see what, why it's so, uh, put in the category three section. And when I watched it, I'm like, this is the most, this is the, the most unforgiving film ever. Really? Like the main, the main character, um, uh, Anthony Wong plays the main guy in this, and he plays the killer in Untold mm-hmm. Story as well. But this movie, it's on my green screen for you guys. Oh, wow. He is the most disgusting person I've ever seen in a movie. Wow, really? And, yeah, and then uh, Angie and Ryan, when they were like, yeah, he's the most despicable person ever. Like, like out of any movie you've ever seen, he's the worst. Like, there could be villains, and this guy tops them. So really, he's it, that it, it, fucked up. He's super, it's he's super cold blooded. In the beginning, the beginning also opens up um, with like how the untold story ended, because the untold story, like there's one, there's a scene at the end of the movie that just builds up that's so shocking that puts everything. In, it's like holy shit, this guy's evil. And uh, this one starts out with a scene like that, <laughs> and you see, you see those scissors in the back. Basically, he's like he's like caught having sex with his boss's wife, and then the wife's like, oh no, he tried to rape me. And so the boss's wife comes here and he's like, okay, get, and he get, grabs those scissors and he, he's trying to castrate him. And he has the wife like piss in his face. Oh my God. Yeah. This is, this is all within the first five minutes. And so he, and then he's like, no, please don't cut off my dick. It's so small as it is. He's like, there'll be nothing left. And he's like, I know. And the guy, the boss is like drinking beer and he's like having him cut off his dick. And so he gives it to him. He's like, please, I'll cut off my dick myself. Please give me that dignity. And he hands him over the scissors, and then he just starts fucking stabbing people. He he pushes this guy's uh his alcohol bottle, and it goes up his teeth and everything. So he's just bleeding out of his nose and his eyes, and his teeth are all fucked up. And then he stabs another guy in the dick with the gardening shears. Oh. And then he cuts the the wife's tongue out while she while he makes her finger herself. Oh my god! It's brutal. And then the uh, they have a little kid, and he forgot the little kid was in the house. So she's like peeking through the door to see, and so the little kid is seeing her her family getting butchered by this guy and then the guy sees her and he goes and grabs this toddler and he like ties her up and he's about to set her on fire he like pours gasoline all over her and uh he's and he's basically just like taunting her the whole time and then all of a sudden the neighbor comes and the neighbor's like what's going on he just and he likes he before he's gonna burn the girl to death he just walks out and he's like he's like i'm murdering what does it look like i'm doing then he runs out so he just has no remorse and throughout the whole movie he stinks everyone says man you smell like shit and then he says later that he doesn't use toilet paper and he doesn't take a shower. Oh my god. My god. And he's working in a restaurant. Oh, so this movie just goes every it goes hard in every way it can. In every way. I even said uh this is they said this guy is the most disgusting like despicable person they've ever seen. She's like, "I've seen a lot of movies, but this she's like that guy is the most evil thing I've ever seen." Cuz he has no remorse and he's almost like an incel. 
And what's even crazier is like I'm just gonna say scenes from this movie because you know. Oh my god! How am I gonna, dude? It. How am I gonna top that? But luckily, I have a Hong Kong movie to fight your Hong Kong movie. But that's for later. That's okay. Because you know, and there's also a scene in, in uh, this film with Ebola syndrome. He works in a restaurant and he he's renting the bathroom. From, he sleeps in a bathroom at the restaurant and he's renting it from the boss and the boss's wife. And he like uh, he's like masturbating, and then he hears them having sex. So he like goes to the kitchen and he grabs a thing of meat and he cuts it like a pocket pussy. And so he's listening to them have sex, and he's like fucking the meat. And he comes inside of it and he like rubs, he makes like a little clit, and then he puts it back in the fucking fridge to give to the customers. Holy sh! This is like a tra- yeah, so This is like a trauma movie. But if a trauma movie is trying to purposely be offensive in a mean way, it's very seriously played, which makes it even crazier. And so. Later in the film, they go to Africa. Um, well, the, the it, it takes place in South Africa, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's just this guy is just fucking evil. He, like he's going to he's going to take a piss because the car breaks down on his safari, and, and uh, there's a tribe that they're trying to buy dead cows from to make to get meat cheaper. And uh, this girl's like fucking convulsing. Then you see like this witch doctor spraying blood over these Ebola people that have that are dying from Ebola, and. Uh, the, one of the girls there, like the the way the reason he, it's Ebola sooner is because he rapes one of the villagers who's who's having a an Ebola attack, and then she ends up puking in his face, and he uses the puke. He's like, oh, lube," and and so he gets that, and that's how he contracts Ebola. But he's like one in a ten million that is just a carrier, so he can spread Ebola to other people, but he won't get it. And I'm like, of course, one in ten million chance the most evil person in the world gets carrier status and he won't get infected by it so he's fucking food he's spitting in people's drinks at the restaurant and uh yeah it's just he's, he's fucking disgusting um and he doesn't even care he's like oh i have ebola and he just goes and spits in random people's faces um near the end of the movie it's it's, it's i've never seen a movie so fucking mean it's very fucking mean like i'm, I'm i haven't seen a movie like that. that's why i had to like show it and, and this is exciting for me because this is one of those films that I'd go to like a, a hipster. Um, there's one out in uh, in uh, Santa Monica. Uh, we went there. It's right next to the theater where they have. It's a video store, and they categorize stuff by like, oh, here's some crazy movies. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the exact video store you're talking about. Yeah, it's right next to the New Art Theater in L.A. Yeah, so that place there, and and here's the thing. This is the type of movie I would have loved to discover by myself. Because uh, it's like it's category three. Like if I was to watch it, like just I'm like I need to see something that's gonna shock me. I need to see something that's gonna make me sit on what I just watched. And I can't really find anything. This would be the film I discovered. I'm like, holy shit, this is it. This is Hong Kong's. This is one of Hong Kong's best. And what makes it even crazier is that uh, Herman Yao, the director, he did these two movies. Then he also did like comedies and kids movies, and he's done like re- action movies. So he's kind of like the. Like, I guess that would be like uh, a director in Hollywood today directed Sing 2, and, and then they did the Ebola syndrome. So, oh, wow, man. Yes, that I can't looks, recommend it enough. That's the best thing I've seen this year. That looks like that looks like a fucking, like, trip, man. W- one discovery I made this year is another Hong Kong horror movie to try to combat your Hong Kong horror movie, dude. And in the late 80s, I think it was mid-80s or late 80s, they did a movie called Possessed 2. Possessed 2, okay, it, it has no relation to the first Possessed, to the first Possessed, another Hong Kong supernatural horror movie, but Possessed 2 is like, imagine if the guy who did Ricky, Story of Ricky and the Cat, teamed up with Volchi to do a mix of Poltergeist with Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, and it's that's a real deep cut, but where can people find this? Sadly, movie? dude, it, it, I had to go to a couple bootleg websites to find the proper uncut version because there's scenes where, like, the ghost pushes a pregnant lady down the stairs and she hits her belly on every fucking step, and then she's in the corner bleeding out of her pussy going, Aah! and that scene's only in the uncut version. And then there's another scene, dude, where, like, a, a, a demon gets a bunch of melted metal on itself and it bursts itself out of a metal door and flies Raiden style, going, and it punches this white monk lady in her titties, and her titties fucking explode, going, and she goes, ah! like, I'm not kidding. This That happens in Possessed too. Yeah, I think I did. I borrow that one from you. Yeah, you watched it, dude. Yeah, you watched it back in the summertime. 
I must have been stoned. Dude, it's it's, it's <laughs> fucking it's it's a crazy crazy movie. And then it ends with the demon child coming and it goes to all these other fucking places. It's absolutely wild and there's crazy makeup effects throughout it too. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. So I'll have to check out Possessed too. Who's the director of that so people listening know? David Lau. David Lau. David Lau. And David what year Lau. is this? Uh, 1984. Okay, there we go. Possessed 2 1984. Possessed 2 1985. David Lai. David Lai. L A I. So David lie so doug what's your other discovery of the year so this is one actually i discovered it from b movie tv ken had showed me this we, we did a convention um a few weeks ago for the midsummer scream christmas and we had the b movie tv booth and we were just talking and we we're talking about like films that's like oh with something that really needs like a restoration or like a cleanup and it's it's i'm holding the uh official like vhs master of this but it's street walking and it came out in uh street walking came out in 1984 Five, I believe. Let me let me take a look here. I don't want to give off. So here, 1985. Yeah, I was right. And I had not seen this film, but the the dad the the dad from the original Pet Cemetery plays a pimp in this film. And uh, I never thought like Ken, Ken was telling me he's like he's like yeah, dude, this movie's just fucking vicious. And so I'm watching Street Walking. And it's it's obviously like it opens up with just it's 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 very well acted. I'll say it's very well acted. But it starts out with like this this daughter who's like uh, in high school and then this little kid, they get off this subway and then she's like in a payphone. She goes in the payphone, she starts crying. She's like, she's like, oh, mom, please, you're drunk again. Can we please come home? Like she's just, like, it's, it's very sad. But then this guy, the dad from Pet Cemetery, the pimp sees this girl crying and he like kind of like stalks her and he's like, hey, you want to you want to make money? So, you know, months pass and now she's a street girl and she's still going to college and stuff. But he played like the he's the creepiest, craziest like you when you think of pimp what's the first thing that pops like a admittedly a black dude with like a big hat and a big cane and you know the grill yeah big cane like so like like very like flashy yeah but no he's like pinstripe porteroo from crash bandicoot if he was like a uh and he just he beats these girls like he's like what is this not enough money are you fucking lying to me like he just grabs him out in the street and he like pulls the one girl's wig off and he just starts beating her and uh, and they're like kicking her in the street and he's just, yeah, and it's crazy. Like, uh, it's just very, like, and now I'm like, man, Ken, this film is fucking savage. Like, it's vicious. Um, so it's a lot of these, like, it, it's very sad because um, you see, like, these girls doing the the prostitution against their will. Uh, and then they're g- getting beat up by this very creepy pimp. And the thing is, like, he's, I said he would be a good killer in Dead by Daylight. Damn, he's that he vicious. after you. Yeah, he's that vicious. Like he wouldn't. There's one girl in the movie that that's um, that's pregnant and he gets mad, and then one girl's like, "I love you, daddy." He's like, "I love fucking everyone. Don't you dare t- touch me!" And he starts like beating her up. So he's horrible. He's this horrible, horrible guy. But he's fuck. He's scary. So that's the, this is the first movie I've ever seen where a pimp is scary. Wow, man, that's a brutal fucking film. Is it? Yeah, and he's like out in the streets and stuff too. And he's like, he goes after the women, and then, you know, I don't. It's it's a very good movie. So street walking. And the good thing is Street Walking uh, from 1985 is available to watch on Tubi. So you can watch it for free, and it's a good high-def transfer. The one I watched was like a VHS rip. Street Walking. It, it was very scary. It scared me. I mean, I'll be honest. Like That's something that I'm like, man, this movie is brutal. Like, it's just savage. My second like discovery of the year was all the way back in January. I decided to have one too many edibles one night, and I put on colored lighting. And I watched, I always heard about this Lucio Volci movie, but I never actually seeked it out. I got the Blu-ray from uh, Amazon and I decided I'm finally going to watch the Lucio Volci sword and sorcery movie, Conquest. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that. And I had way too many edibles and I smoked and I put this on and I swear to God, dude, this is not Lucio Volci making a sword and sorcery movie. This is a Lucio Volci nightmare horror film that thinks it's a sword and sorcery movie. Oh, I was creeped out by those fucking werewolf dude, things. It's it, hard to describe this thing. Imagine, okay, imagine if Conan the Barbarian had more monsters in it and very vicious, mean-spirited splatter and gore and colored lighting and a slow and it and the film took acid. That's the best. Holy shit! The opening scene where the bear things like rip open the girls through her fucking legs, and then the witch lady like opens out her fucking brains and shit. It's like, oh my god, dude. Oh man, yeah, conquest. Was conquest good. I liked that is holy very, shit, it's very dude. Foggy. And it's very foggy I, I was... and like. Every single time you're introduced to another character, they die viciously and gory, so it's, like, purposely dark and fucked up, and it's like, good God, dude. 
So, so it's kind of like if you watched He-Man, but if He-Man was getting ripped to pieces slowly. Yes, with colored lighting and weird music and a slow-mo, too. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's a very good one. And Yeah, dude, and at the end, they shoot that magical light arrow, and it hits the witch lady's mask, and she's all like a skeleton underneath it, going blah, like that, and it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, so think of, like, Conan the Barbarian meets, like, uh, Fulci's zombie. Yeah, and but with, like, nightmare and nightmare imagery. This thing is a fucking trip, dude. This is top Volchi to me, dude. Yeah, so that's available on DVD. Is it, uh, uh, let's see if, it, is it streaming on Tubi? It I might think be it's streaming, streaming. I think a lot of Volchi movies are streaming on Night Flight. On which one? Night Flight. That's Night Flight. It's that streaming service that does all the weird stuff, too. It's streaming on there, and I think it might be on Tubi, but I know it's definitely on Night Flight. It is available on Tubi. It is? Yeah. Fulci, Conqueror of Trashy Fantasy right. Adventure. That's trashy Fantasy Adventure. Yeah. That's what the critics call it. Dude, it's dude, it's nuts. So. But it's a movie you absolutely have to be on something to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> Does being sleep-deprived count? That can, that can count, too. That movie would be a fever dream while sleep-deprived. Mm. Oh, boy. Doug, one more thing I want to get, dude, one more thing I want to talk about, dude, is do you remember during Summerween when we all watched Skullhead Face? Oh, yeah, Skullhead Face is great, yeah. Dude, Skullhead Face, one more deep cut to throw to our audience is Skullhead Face is a 1994 guar horror movie that's like an hour long. That's about, like, basically imagine if Guar made their own take on Invader Zim. Yeah, no, uh, so a little backstory on that. We're, I'm, we're still in talks. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get Hunter to find the rights. Uh, I believe Metal Blade um, owns the rights to it, but we're trying to get a screening of it at 3 to 7. Oh, that would be amazing. Cause, um, yeah, because on that Alien Danger film, I worked with uh, pretty much, like, for two weeks straight uh, with, with Hunter Jackson from Guar, who did the costumes, and he played uh, Techno Destructo. And, uh, yeah, we just became friends, and then he, he told me about all these movies that Guar did that never really got big releases. Like Phallus so, in Wonderland, too. Phallus in Wonderland. Oh, that's great, too. That's a fucking evil granny with a shotgun and a wheelchair of death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they stayed in, like, deep, deep obscurity. Like, I remember when we were watching that, Sterling went on its letterbox, and it was like, holy shit, nobody's even seen this. Yeah, no, it's a great movie, and the effects, and it's all handmade stuff. Dude, um, which when, is Guar is, when Guar is mutilating the, uh, the businessmen, it's so... So fucking over the top. Yeah, and that was shot on 35 millimeter film wow. too. So they're, they're um, it's like it's, it's funny because it's almost like a rock opera. Yeah, too. it's like a rock like opera and just one long music video. Yeah, and uh, no, it's it's great. I can't recommend Scarlet Face enough. In fact, I think you could watch it free on YouTube. Yes, on Guar's quality is very yeah, bad. but it's on Guar's YouTube page. They have it. Okay, yeah, I'd strongly recommend it. That's and it's like an hour long. Yeah, it's only an hour long. So no, it's great. Like I even told Hunter, like I told him. So we, we got to, like, find the original elements to this, like, and send it to, like, wh- whoever can release this. This needs... And like, I know, and I, dude, this. I know really Sterling... Good. And I know Sterling is talking to Logan and those guys on the Frida. Okay, cool. So maybe, if you guys are listening, maybe we'll have a screening of Skullhead Face and possibly Phallus and Wonderland. Oh, God, that double feature? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, <laughs> who is it? Odimus, Re- uh, oh, you gore people are going to hate me. I forget his name. What's his name? Odorous, Odious? Odious Arungus. Odious Arungus. There you go. Uh, anyway, my friend, do you think that's a good stopping point? I do. Are you guys enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, I, know I, am, I, am. I am. Yeah. Dude, but uh, what's... I'm a little hungry, though. I am, too. That's why I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. We're getting a little hungry, so... Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, It was. I think this was a good episode. Uh, do you want me to end it? Yep, go ahead and end it. Send them away. Okay. Send them home. Send them to La Cabeza. Yes, guys, this is Slasher's Smoke Break. I am James J. Coker. Dugwa and goodbye and good die. Good die, mofos. <laughs>